Welcome to yet another Coffee Conversations with myself, Vivian Chweney, a podcast where we sit down with your favorite musician, where we hear all about their story. I always uh, call it the story behind the music because I think there are so many brilliant African musicians whose stories need to be told and heard. And so today is no different, as I always say. I have with me one of the most talented musicians I have ever encountered. And of course, I'm sure you'll say, oh, she says this about all of the artists, but I bring the best musicians onto this platform because these are the musicians whose stories are so important, but also they carry us through music. So before I introduce my guest for this episode, I just want to say we're back now. <laughs> I know that it's been a long um, hiatus, you know, from Coffee Conversations, life was happening, but I'm back and I, I have with me a very talented individual, a very talented musician. He is a classically trained pianist. He is a composer and he's a Rhodes Scholar. His name is Keenan Mayer. He has uh, an album out called Alchemy of Living, which is what we'll be talking about today. We'll be talking about his musical journey, you know, and everything else in between and how life has been treating him. Welcome, Keenan. Thank you for having me. <laughs> how are you? I am blessed. blessed. <laughs> I think that's You're a good, blessed. Come a up. good way. Come oh, up. Okay. Um, I'm so glad that we're finally at this point where we can sit down mm. and have a conversation because, um, and I, I, I want to backtrack to, you know, the first time I met Keenan, I was at a Duduza Magatini show. I think it was a good two years ago. Mm. And... He just stood out. You know those people that, you know, stand out in the crowd? I mean, yes, he's good-looking, you know. He's a, he's a, a handsome, uh, good-looking man, very tall. But I think we we sort of like connected that mm-hmm. evening, right? Mm-hmm. You stood out from the crowd and, you know, you were just that person that I was drawn towards. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think we were having a drink or a smoke or something, and we started having a conversation. And that's when I learned that you're actually a pianist. Mm-hmm. And I think from then on, we've just vibed. We've okay. just walked this journey mm. together. And I'm so proud of you. Congratulations Thank on you so the Thank alchemy you. You. of living. Mm. But I think let's let's take it all the way back. You all know, there, back. there mm. are people that don't know who Keenan is. Mm. And I think that's why this podcast is so important because I want to introduce, you know, musicians like yourself to the world, mm. you know, Africa and the world has to know who you are because you are so amazing at what you do. Okay. So let's backtrack to, you know, a young Keenan growing up and discovering music. How did that happen for you? Mm, I grew up in a musical household. Not that anyone is a musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a third generation musician, actually, from my mother's side. Family, Redcliffe family in Queenstown. Komani, as it is now known, they played three klafir, which is an accordion and saxophone. So that's perhaps where (laughs) some of that influences come Come through. Mm. Um, But I grew up in a music household. We love music, still love music. Mm. Um, Very, very, very important act in our family. Mm. And my background is also music psychology. And in engaging that type of field, what we do look at is early child development and we look at nature versus nurture. Hmm. So 
nature aspect of it, I will say I have an inclination to a natural inclination to yeah. music. But more than anything, I think it's also the nurturing aspect that has produced this person, this body of work, you know, because it is only through real support um, love from my family that I've been able to pursue my craft um, mm. and do so in the best way possible. So we had a piano in Bosmont, which is in the West Strand of Joba. And it was bought by my late grandfather, who I haven't met. He died the year before I was born. 25 oh, June 1995. Oh, I was born wow. the year 3rd year June 96. Yes. But he made all of his daughters <laughs> play the piano. And so he bought Otto Bach, beautiful piano, upright piano, in 1986. Hmm. And it was always in the house. I lived, so this is where my, my granny lives. And we lived there as a family before we moved to, parents moved to their own home. Mm. And so the piano was always there, always, you know, playing around in it. And I think, like I said, that nurturing aspect of just, you know, having this instrument and being really fascinated by what was happening mm. and looking at that. I remember just taking, you know, at the bottom, there's like a, a piece that you can take it away and looking at the strings and like the actual mechanism of the instrument really fascinated me, you know, playing around with that. And then when we did move, obviously we moved with a piano, but thankfully now is my heirloom. <laughs> so it is in my family home, yeah. with the piano. But yeah. When we moved initially, there was no piano, and I was just like, mm -mm, "Like, I need that thing. Mm, <laughs> uh, get there's me, something missing. Yeah, there's something missing. Come on!" <laughs> and then we got my mom and my dad got me a keyboard, like a small little keyboard for Christmas in 2006. Yeah. And again, it was more, and I, I, I love the fact that orally I'm strong. So mm. already then I had developed this ear already, and mm. hearing hearing something, and then translating that onto the instrument. Mm. Um, and I think just going then to informal lessons. So I started lessons in 2007. It wasn't like, you know, the normal route. I was 11 years old. So children You're usually not start... not you being 11 in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, the usual age is like three, four, five, you know, those... those Formative years, Formative yeah. years to start yeah. the instrument. But I started... Quite late, and I didn't start with a teacher who sort of went through the associated boards of the Royal Schools of Music, which is ABRSM, um, and that is sort of the grading system that we use in South Africa. UNISA also we use that um, mm. or Trinity. So it's but between she didn't sort of teach. It was very informal. But what I'm grateful for there was again she banked on this ear that I had, um, mm. and so I really developed it throughout those years mm. and then in 2009 I also before I even go there I mean in my primary school years so I was at St. Caesar's Convent School in Coordinationville Coddy so Khaled Gamiti I know it's Khaled Gamiti well. <laughs> um, and um, like I played at the mass and my tea again nurturing the mm. teachers literally saw this and they were like and they nurtured let's it. go let's go like yeah. you know, this is, there's something don't 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 play this yeah. this child has something and I'm grateful for that um that they saw that because even now I can walk onto a stage of thousands of people and not be scared you know because I think I was being prepared in, mm. in the masses you know playing in the church mm. and then uh, I think the first time I was like yeah this is for me it definitely was we had the Catholic schools 
choir festival, which happened at the Linda Auditorium. Mm. So here's this young child where all of the other schools have adults accompanying their choir. I was, they had their student accompanying the school choir. Um, and that was the first time I played on a Steinway, Steinway wow. Sons Grand Piano in the Linda Auditorium to all of these people. And I think that was a seminal experience for me to mm. be like, yo, actually, mm, I think I, I really like this. I want to do this. I felt a lot of, of purpose doing it. Mm. Um, and then I auditioned um, in 2009 to um, just up the road, the National School NSA. of the Arts. Yes, yes. yes. That's yeah. what I was going to go into. <laughs> yes, You're NSA. You're already taking yes. <laughs> NSA. And yeah, that was, I can't even explain how indebted I am mm. to that school for the intense tuition in terms of also just putting me into a space. My, in grade eight, the first, you know, theater I performed in was the Fringe Theater, mm. which is now the Lacedi Theater, the Joburg Theater yeah. Complex. Imagine that, you know, like grade eight, just fresh out of, I literally now am performing and then it was for Festival of Fame. And then fast track, 11 years later, mm. I performed the first staging of The Alchemy of Living on that very stage. Oh, so it was just like, oh my that. God, that was so beautiful. Look at that. Um, yeah, so I think that was, that. that that's how I started mm. um, grade eight. And then I actually failed music grade eight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I remember that report in the first term. I was like, oh my God, what the hell's going on? Um, 35% child will never get child. it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what are you saying? I'm not this person, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I think it's 2012, I really, it was just my great tenure. I just, mm. it just became, it sat, you know, when something sits and like, yeah, okay, here we are. Yeah. Um, and then I took top, top honors um, for three consecutive years, still unbroken. That wow. record is still unbroken. 2012, top music, top Listen academic. To 2013, top music, top academic. And then my matricula as well. Um, that is 2014 amazing. with a duck scholar part. <laughs> um, and now we're here. And then I went to the University of Pretoria, um, where I pursued my honors in music under Professor Joseph Stanford. Um, and I majored in piano methodology under Dr. Tessa Ruedi and then music psychology under Dr. Clorinda Panibianco. Um, mm. So, yeah, in, in those times, I just, all those these years that I've just mentioned, I think there was just so much nurturing that is happening Happened. over yeah. and above the talent yeah. over and yeah. above anything I can definitely say that we are here because of those who have carried me mm, mm. I love that what mm. a beautiful story mm. but I just want to ask so you you speak a lot about preparation mm. right which I think is such an important thing especially as a child mm. do you think that you know all of the those moments you know growing up going to different schools were preparing you for this moment here and I, mm. and how 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 do how would you then uh paint a picture of that so yes you you went to school for it but do you feel like as a child the talent was always there and the passion was it always there and were you always like music is what i wanted have you always known um Mm. Pretty so yeah. before I started piano, I loved beadwork, still love beadwork. Mm. <laughs> um, and I found myself like expressing myself creatively through that. And when I found music, it just gave me so much purpose. And like, I definitely think that 
the passion has never died. Mm. I am now a firm believer that your destiny will always come to pass. Um, and this, all of those moments, I look back and it happens in the most random times where I'm just like, oh my God, you know, mm. a memory just coming back and I'm like looking at it now in my adult life and looking at how everything was sort of aligned really mm. and the effortless flow of things yes. you know as I, like I think we've mentioned I like that that before our, our interview just the that law of least resistance again mm. um, having it just flow very very easily even though it wasn't easy you know um, mm. I won't say the process was easy but the the love that I had trumped everything mm. um, yeah and I think that I can claim that now <laughs> all right mm. I love that I absolutely love that mm. so let's let's then jump into your debut album mm. the alchemy of living I remember when your single dropped mm. it actually carried me through so much oh, because exactly. then I, I think you know what was happening in my life mm. at the time spiritually mm. and I remember you dropping the song and you were like Friend, I'm doing this thing, yeah. you know, I'm doing this thing. I have a single mm. out mm. and Gomani was so well received. Mm. Mm. Uh, but then let's talk about, you know, the, the thinking process, because when I listen to your album, and I think you've said it in one of your interviews, that it, it has a very spiritual theming around mm. it, right? Mm. Even the way that the songs flow, mm. the thread of the songs, it's all very spiritual, mm. And of course, because I was preparing for this interview yesterday, I was listening to it. I remember listening to Healing and mm. just getting lost mm. in it, mm. you know. And I think that's the, the kind of energy that your mm. music carries. Mm. But before we actually go into, you know, the songs, uh, which we will get, which we will talk about, let's um, chat about, you know, the alchemy of living and where you were at the time and the thinking behind, mm. you know, the album. In fact, um, I'm going to put Banda on blast because mm. I remember I was with a, a, another friend of ours, a mutual friend, and Banda had given us a lift. Uh, we had just gotten back from a show or something and he was dropping us off. And so he played, um, I think it was Gomani. So you didn't know that mm. I'd heard it before. <laughs> sneaky. But because, sneaky, right? But you know, because I I know you guys. Gotcha. I'm like, no. I <laughs> And I was like, yo, this mm. song mm. is going to blow out mm. the waters. I said that to mm. Banda. I was like, this song is mm. going to <laughs> literally blow out the waters. And indeed it did. Mm. But enough from yeah. me let's let's hear from you yes. and 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 the album so in 2018 i was a mandela road scholar yes. i was in residence and i had seen a fellow mri scholar post this picture pretty picture you know the hands were out for yeah. gallery day <laughs> stunning and she posted this picture and in the background of which you stole all me i lost gallery uh, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> um <laughs> So she posted this picture and in the background was uh, this piano, mm. grand piano, beautiful Yamaha piano. So I looked at I looked at this this location and it was in Cape Town, Young Blood Gallery. And I think that really is where everything professionally began because yeah. I had been in Cape Town so for there are three workshops in the Mandela Roads while you're in residence, right? So yeah. There is the introductory workshop, the media workshop, and then the closing workshop. So this media workshop was in Cape Town, and it was also the centenary celebration 
of Utata Nelson Mandela. And I had then capitalized on the fact that I could go down to Cape Town. So I went a bit earlier than what was needed. Mm. Um, but I did so because I wanted to give an offering because I was like, this is piano. I am, in my honors year, I have repertoire and I performed then Beethoven, Martin Watt, which is a, a South African composer from mm. uh, UCT lectures there. Um, Villa Lobos mm. um, was Brazilian composer. Um, who else? Chopin, Scriabin, all of these sort of in the Western art idiom. I put together a recital and I presented that to a very small, intimate crowd of 50 people wow. at the Youngblood Gallery. And I think that's where I really did fall in love with curating shows, curating um, mm. really moving pieces of music. Because mm. also the music I performed, if it, you know, I'm in the classical space, and I will say it, it's, it's sometimes very egotistical. Mm. <laughs> Can I play this fast enough, you know? But I, more than anything, I was more moved by what is happening internally for me. Um, mm. Am I resonating with this movement, music? Mm. And so I, I just fell in love with, with, with doing that. And then in 2019, well, I finished in 2018, graduated 2019. 2019, yes. Yeah. And so sort of, uh, I would say two months after that, um, I then, and I don't even know where the title came from, to be honest with you, I cannot recall why. Mm. It, you know, when you wake up and like, I have no recollection of why I would have written The Alchemy of Literally, it's just wrote it down, The Alchemy of Living. Mm. And I staged that production then at the Young Black Gallery a year later. So I did 2018 and then 2019, I did The Alchemy of Living in Cape Town, which was initially, again, a concert title. Wow. Um, yes. And I included then the repertoire of, you know, the Western art that I that I just finished, that, mm. that program that I just performed as part of my final year examination. And then I included then, I dared go into like the, the jazz space and so I played Horace Silver's piece this beautiful piece Yakalinkomo mm. um, uh, as well mm. um, and then I played some Carlo Mombelli song for Sandra mm. um, uh, so I then started weaving my way into the jazz idiom and looking at ways to like what really resonated yes I don't have the, the harmonic backing that mm. one would need to say that I'm fully you know, mm. expressing myself in a jazz idiom. Mm. But nonetheless, I I was not averse to exploring these options. And so I included these. And that's why I love the dichotomy that I exist in, is mm. this, this deeply, deeply classical space of Bach and Beethoven. Um, and then, you know, in, superimposed with this jazz, jazz. you know, yeah. South African jazz, yeah. so beautiful. yeah. And it was well-received, you know, beautiful show as well. Um, and I took that exact show then to Johannesburg at the Melrose Gallery. I love that also Pan-African Gallery. And I played that show on the opening of Sculptex. So it's the biggest sculpture fair. And, and I loved the gallery space because I wanted to sort of merge an aesthetically pleasing space with beautiful music. music and what does that yeah. what does that entire experience yeah. mean for the listener how yeah. do you actually receive the music mm. and so that was in in august of 2019 that i did the alchemy of living johannesburg and i think in that time the i did premiere so I, I played healing for the first time actually at the alchemy of living oh, in cape town man. and then part of santa teresa at the 
Johannesburg staging. Uh, and then slowly but surely in so August, post-August into sort of just before recording, mm. it was as if something had opened and these songs were just coming they, to me. They were flowing mm, They were just coming yeah. out. And I met then with Banda in 2020. I drove back. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had breakfast and I, I played in some of the, the solo recordings that I had taken of what had come out. And I, I played and I was like, this is what I would like to translate into a body of work mm. um, titled The Alchemy mm. of Living. And that title, very, 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 very much prophetic in mm. a sense. Um, Ooh, because now it's, now it's, it's, now there's, even the song titles have, have come to gain new meaning on my own journey, on my ancestry as well, mm. you know, to, and, and I am always just blown away when, and I've said it multiple times, walking in the streets, I'm, I'll never get used to it. People mm. coming up to be like, you don't actually know what, the music has done for yeah. me. You don't yeah. understand what, yeah. how I'm able to engage my own people yeah. because you've dared <laughs> go into into that into that depth mm. for yourself. Um, and I think that's that's the that was the the process the of that together. coming together of the yeah. alchemy. Um, where Ikigai wrote in the lockdown. So met in January, February. I spent. Cape Town, I was up and down, yeah. you know, everywhere. And then um, March, um, <laughs> I had intended to move to Cape Town, actually. I found a beautiful apartment, Seapoint. <laughs> I was ready. My dog was ready. Um, and then lockdown happened. And yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> he's staying Same just yeah. Uh, and in that lockdown, it was the first time that I was able to engage my art like that mm. before because there's mm. no outside distractions. Mm. You have your instrument. You have silence you have mm. solitude um mm. and it was really in that time that i then went in mm. inward um and also was blessed enough to mm. have people sent by amatlozi mm. who guided that mm. process for me and yeah then recorded in july mm. of 10 july 2020 we recorded the record the yes in johannesburg and um Oh, what a process. What a beautiful, beautiful experience mm. um, to just also be with people. I mean, Tepo Totetsi. Yeah. I saw Tepo first in 2009. So at, in NSA, the tradition was that the grade eights, the matrix of that year would then welcome in the new grade eights. Yeah, and so the there was new. a concert before. So in 2009, at the end of the year, there was a concert. Tepo performed and I was like, yo, <laughs> the life, incredible. the life, dude, oh. the life. And then I had obviously reached out to him after that while I was schooling, but there was nothing that came to fruition mm. from that to now <laughs> 2020 to now having people who you look up to, you listen to during your, during your schooling years, during your varsity years, now taking part in a professional production um, mm. that has your name on it you know it was extremely humbling wow and again just effortless yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so I love what you said you know in that process mm. you had to go inwards mm. you know it was almost like you're finding the music mm. within mm. yourself and that is such an important thing because I think during that time we're all just had to face ourselves. Mm. We all had to face our demons. We had to mm. face 
whatever it is that we needed to face at the mm. time. And here you are, you mm. took it in yeah. and you were like, I'm it. going to transmute mm. it. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to something that you said in one of your interviews mm. about the alchemy of living. Mm-hmm. You said that it is the liberation mm. and, and, transformation. and transformation of the soul. Mm. Mm. And I think that is just, the most perfect articulation Mm. of what that offering Mm. is, Mm. right? Because it is an offering. Because if you listen to it, and I I want us to then go slowly into, you know, the songs and the titles, open it up with Santa Teresa and then the mountain. And I'm sorry if I... (laughs) Of course, I forget (laughs) Moonchild, which is, of course, you know, I I absolutely adore Moonchild. Um, and I think that's because when you brought in these musicians, uh, which we will get into later, when you bring in these musicians, they also sort of like breathe in their energy exactly. into into the music, right? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about you know the the titling of of the the album mm-hmm. and how that also happened for you. Okay. Um, so Santa Teresa is taken. From Brazil, obviously. <laughs> uh, so after I, 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 I remember this day, actually. I, on my way to my final exam mm. from that university, currently <laughs> known as Pretoria. Um, <laughs> I was walking, and you know Hopper? You know the app you can book flights on? Mm. So I was walking to this final exam. I was like, when I walk out of here, I need to know that I'm going yeah. out of here. <laughs> and so I booked a direct flight to Sao Paulo because actually, what? maybe I should um, just backtrack a little. 2018, yeah. um, I was in Cape Town when I was talking about that first offering. Yeah. I had met two Paulistas, brother and sister, Igara and Samuli Lorendo from Sao Paulo. Okay. And... Uh, Man, you know when you just meet your people, I was like, oh, shut, this is when my you find your tribe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was just amazing. Like we just gravitated towards each other. They were so I was laying on the um it was like a this hostel setup, right? Mm. And it's in Cape Town, beautiful. You should check it out. They have mm. great sway sauce wings if you like that. So I was just like chilling and she's like, um, introduced herself had a chat she's like no my brother's outside do you want to go and meet him so I was like okay let's go so this is now so here's Long Street and then there's that passage mm. and then there's a loop loop, or loop. yeah mm-hmm. loop so mm-hmm. we so they're standing sort of this side and they were in the country to learn English wow so had a chat ended up parting and just our politics and, and our advocacy was aligned um, and mm. I loved that I like that yes and and it was it was really just a beautiful connection with people, you know, no language. Yes, there was a language barrier at times, but more than anything, we were just really resonant with each other. Um, And so they then decided to, so we spent time together and they were like, so I had to obviously leave because I was in residence for the scholarship. Mm. And after that, they were like, no, we can come visit you in Pretoria because I'd lived in Pretoria at Mm. the time. Mm. uh, and I was like, okay, I didn't actually think anything of it. I was like, okay, if you arrive, you arrive, darling. That's lovely. And so they did. Um, like two weeks later, they and they were supposed to stay for like four days. They ended up staying for close to two weeks wow. um, with me. And in that time, I just got to know them um, so well. Uh, and they were like, you know, because of 
your hospitality and just welcoming us like this. Please come and visit us. And wow. um, so I was not going to say no. So on my way now to this final exam, piano methodology, lovely. I booked this direct flight so that when I left, I knew I was going to be on my way to holiday. To say thank you, really, to myself, mm. first and foremost, mm. for what this, you know, that is a milestone mm. um, to, to complete, you know, my, my schooling. And then I arrived in Sao Paulo, lived with a family. It was literally, I was with wow. a family friend, you know, eating. Um, their father, Uncle Claude, made the Best coffee, I need you to know. Oh, I, no. Yo, that coffee every morning, child. It's like, what's going on? And just the warmth with which I was received sure. um, from their parents, from the granny also. Uh, it's just so beautiful. Uh, cousins, meeting the cousins who are from Amazon, you know, mm. it's coming um, and seeing the different pockets of Brazilian life was mm. actually beautiful also. Um, and the, I then decided to, I spent a week in Sao Paulo and I was like, okay, I'm going to Rio. I can't not go to Rio. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I was decided, okay, I'll take a solo trip then um, to Rio to de Janeiro. Um, and it was really there that a lot was happening that I was unaware of. Mm. Um, and I say this because it was really the first time. So I was, uh, you know, mindfulness was always in pocket. I understood it, mm. but never to the point where I'm now with someone who is embracing it. And so I booked this this tour to then see the Tejuka Forest, Copacabana Beach, Epanema Beach, yeah, all of those places. God. Yes. Oh. So we went on this 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 journey, this tour rather. We watched the sunrise then on Two Brothers Cliff. So it's overlooking the entire ocean. We mm. could see Sugarloaf Mountain to the left. Mm. Oh, so, so beautiful. Plants everywhere. Um, and we started then meditating. Um, it's like, okay, be aware of your breath. Wow. Let us know. And that was the first time I like, you know, when something mm. just pulls you back, like, okay, it's lovely that you're here to experience and parts of party destination. We know that mm. it's very vibrant, but there was this person now telling me to like, okay, mm. you, and I thought it would be like at least five or six people, you mm. know, in a tour group. It was just the, the, the tour guide and myself. So it became very, very personal to a point. Wow. Um, and so we started meditating. After that, we went down to Ipanema Beach, got some coconuts, coconut mm. water, lovely. And then he's like, okay, now we, then we drove to Tejuka Forest. Um, and we got there, he parked the car and he's like, take off your shoes. I'm like, what are you doing? And then we started hiking barefoot in the Tejuka yep. Forest. He's like, this is, you need to... We need a ground. We're going to, we call earthing, you know. We want to wow. be connected fully with what's happening around you. Climbed. Um, also, the day before, I traveled to Buzios, which is six hours from Rio. And mm. I've never seen rain like that in my life, okay? So the entire forest then still had residue of the rain. This is so refreshing. Wow. So we're climbing up. Um, and this is climbing, okay? Not like a hike. <laughs> you are clawing onto rocks and like, it was very interesting. Um, but I'm definitely game. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So like, wow. let's go. <laughs> um, and we were climbing then and the place we were wanting to go to was this waterfall. And so we climbed and then we arrived at the water. And I didn't understand anything about offerings or ancestors or at this wow. age uh, you know 2018 I wasn't mm. exposed to that at all mm. and now when I think of it I understand the sanctity of it that you were yes about. the sanctity of where I was actually because as we arrived to the water 
there was offerings of fruits, there were candles, flowers, hmm. um, just beautiful. And he's like, no, go in. Um, wow. And when I talk about liberation, I, I speak of that, mm. you know. Um, I speak of the fact that I felt comfortable enough to fully embrace the situation. Mm. Like, you know, shirt off, let's go into the water. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Not knowing what is in the water. Because yeah. in my head, I was like, oh my God, what is here? You know, it's, <laughs> it's Rio in Brazil, child. I've watched enough natural well to know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that can that be lurking under the water, but I trusted him nonetheless. And so I went in, it was only us two then, all of these things, walked into the water, swam. And when I say liberation, I mean that specific mm. moment. Because as I then approached the waterfall. Oh man, <laughs> I can't explain mm. uh, really in words what mm. that feeling felt like, mm. but I can relate it. And I'm, that's why I meant like uh, preparation in and destiny because mm. that same feeling when I first went to the river mm. as uh, with my healer, mm. that exact same feeling was what was happening there. At, at that moment, and I knew exactly yeah. then what I made the connection of what was actually transpiring. Yeah, at um, that moment, at that moment mm. in in Rio, and so beautiful experienced uh, that, and then went up um, the next day. Went to Cocovado to see Christ the Redeemer. So again, cloudy day a lot of rain so we went up um, but we couldn't stay long because the lightning you can see the lightning come from the clouds <laughs> mm. it started raining but everybody was just so drenched but it was just so beautiful like mm. literally so beautiful um, and I do say that Santa Teresa is a song of healing it mm. is a song of freedom through catharsis mm. and, and that is what I try to evoke I wanted people to feel the freedom I felt from just going you know, finishing in 10 years, it yeah. was not easy to yeah. get to, to study at that university mm. as a brown child also. Like mm. you, wanna, you know, bring into that that reality as well. That is it's, a reality. It's, it's a reality. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I will never paint a pretty picture of mm. what my university Experience years were like. Was. It was not nice. Yeah. Um, there were moments, you know, pockets of joy and all of that. Over and over, I was just like, mm. This is, it was, it really tested me, mm. it tested my spirit in every sense. Mm. Um, where I thought I was not going to actually, I didn't want to do music. 2017, I said, no, <laughs> I'm done with this thing. I'll just pass it because I didn't want to actually do it. Wow. Um, and the 2018 show that I spoke of in Cape Town called Reawakening, by the way. And I, you know, that for me was now stepping back into that mm. space. But that's really what I wanted to evoke with Santa Teresa was this feeling of, of freedom, mm. you know, standing on top of the entire look, overlooking Rio with mm. this beautiful, one of the seven wonders of the world behind you. Mm. And what that feeling felt like mm. um, for me. Also, knowing the family that I come from, humble beginnings, humble people, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm incredibly blessed to yeah. say that I've seen because yeah. uh, I have cousins who have not stepped out of Gauteng yeah. either, you know. Um, yeah. And for me, that that was my fight song. <laughs> that mm. is me just coming and, and claiming the abundance mm. that is that definitely due to, to us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that's yeah. Santa Teresa really was that 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 ability to reimagine myself mm. going forward. Um, and and I don't know. 
decide whether or not this is what I wanted to do and I decided to stick through it. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love that. Mm. I love that. That's then, a beautiful, beautiful yeah. story. So I want to talk about the meeting of musicians, mm. as I call it. Um, you have Gyurape Tsikulwane on vocal on Moonchild and Peace of Mind. Mm-hmm. And then you have Tepo Totezi, who mm. I have also experienced, mm. you know, in my own right. Tepo and I actually met when he was at Joyous. Okay. <laughs> cool, yeah, guy, yeah, cool guy. Extremely yeah. and incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. But I want us, and of course, uh, our dear Zoe Mudeka mm-hmm. on Okamu. Mm-hmm. I, I die every time I yeah, hear yeah. that song. <laughs> but let's talk about, you know, why specifically those musicians and what it meant for you to, you know, bring them into your music and, and exchange, you know, that energy and and share in song what that meant for you and, and why. Okay. I will start off by saying that even in the recording of The Alchemy, I there was this element of leaving the ego at the door when you're entering into that studio. And I did so in a way that made sure that all the performers... And I say performers because everyone there is is an artist in their own right, mm, you know. Mm. Um, for me, the the alchemy was is a canvas. Mm. It's always a canvas to me, and I always invite musicians to insert themselves into um, the music. And when you you were mentioning it, it's almost as if they they mm. have added and breathed life into it. That's mm. exactly what I wanted. Mm. Um, why I chose those musicians? I will start with Viewer. Um, Vue and Kyo, obviously I met through um, the jazz, Dr. Puti Supuru from the University of Pretoria, um, who was in the jazz space. And then that's how I sort of became, you know, in that, 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 inclined to that space space with, with, with those jazz musicians Mm. Um, and Vue's album, African Skies. And specifically the t- the song African Skies, where Kira, wonderful place that I call. Mm. That's Kira Petsy sings that. Mm. Um, and I fell in love with the, how gentle she was able to translate. Yeah. Such a beautiful She's so melody. gentle. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then we were obviously knowing him. And outside of being a musician, what a stunning human being he mm. is, you know. Um, I had no reservation, but I, that's who I wanted. Mm. <laughs> I wanted those people who I who also saw me grow mm. in my musicianship mm. to come now and be I with me. That. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And then Tepo, as I mentioned, like I've I've seen him um, with New School uh, Sextet um, and all of the other work that he's done, and I just really I knew the sound that I wanted would come from him, mm. um, and I trusted my ear enough mm. to be like, "This is who I want." This is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to touch okay. on that. Okay, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I first heard Okamu in 2019. Mm. My friend Pilele uh, my darling best friend, introduced me to that song, and it was the one on YouTube where she, Busum is singing it. But then she goes into a reggae almost in, I don't know if you've, if you've listened to that version. No, I haven't. That's the one she played I'll me. And she, I was like, yo, I love the song. Yeah. I played it and I played yeah. it and I played it yeah. and I played it and I played it. Um, and it just really became a soundtrack for me. Really, I just loved how also Mambo Sumflongo 
like performed it and articulated it yeah. on that specific recording. And when I was obviously bringing in or, or creating the list of the full body of work, initially I wanted Zoe. I don't know if you on YouTube as well or on my Instagram. There's a version of us doing it at. UJ. Yes, yes, I remember. And I that's remember how that. I actually, I initially wanted it. This very airy, yeah. transcendent yeah, yeah, yeah. sound, you know, yeah. um, that I wanted. And Banda was like, no, let us do it this way. And I was like, okay, let me listen. And it was liquor. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like that's how, first of all, I got introduced to Otamo, which mm. was through a friend. Mm. Listen to that. And then, when I was, you know, bringing it together and paying homage to say, if, you, if you're going to pay homage to the South African archive, I included it under that guise mm. that I included it um, because it is a remembering mm. um, of the music, mm. um, like The Mountain mm. um, by Dr. Abdullah mm. Abraham. Abraham. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's why I included it. Um, mm. And who else? <laughs> who else to sing it mm. <laughs> then there's someone I also watched you know Yellow the Novel Girl okay okay yeah, I no. was I was I'm still a, a, a huge 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 fan yeah, of as well. her work um, and as my, well. my my introduction to obviously is, is knowing Zoe from high school as well mm. and then seeing her shake the world as she said and I sure. I, I cling on to those words shake the world you know what I mean yeah and, to hear that as a as someone who is now at that university who is being everything is working against you. Mm. You come into a space where I listen to it at the orbit, for example, mm. hearing her perform that and hearing that messaging come through and how it pierced pierced my heart mm. to continue to shake the world. Mm. I had no doubt and no reservation to including her onto on, the project. On the project. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think for me what is so interesting is how you and, and of course I don't know how many of you were in behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but you managed to. There's something about um, being able to bring the best out of an artist, mm-hmm. out of a, a musician, mm-hmm. and what you did to Zoe because <laughs> she channels Nambu Simfongo. Every time I hear that that song, I can't help. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. I can literally hear Umambu Simfongo's mm-hmm. spirit come through. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like she's alive. She mm-hmm. she just comes alive yeah, in that song. Yeah. And I think that is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is so mm-hmm. beautiful. So let me backtrack a bit, actually. You did your your honors mm-hmm. um, and, and your dissertation was on the role of music mm-hmm. in the apartheid era and in the Fismas for a uh, whole mm-hmm. situation. Yes. Where, you know, what sparked... What sparked that? Um, What's that? Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> so, again, being in a historically Afrikaans university means that the cons- like your your conscience is always going to be triggered in in mm. every way, you know, in every way. And when it did happen. When Fees Must Fall did happen in 2015, that was also my first year. Mm. Okay. It was not a very nice experience because we were called, and this is people, so the music department is very small also, Mm. you know. 
So it's not like economic lecture where you have thousands of students by number. You know them by name. You know what color they like. Mm. You know what we see each other getting coffee. You know, mm. and to have people call you barbaric, mm. call you a hooligan, Ish. call you um, violence, yeah. because I dare stand with those who do not have a voice. You know. That was the reality of my university. My life. university, the first year that I entered that. You know, imagine what that had then done. <laughs> um, because then it was out in the open. I knew where we stood with each other, and I was grateful for that. For you speaking on that, but then those same people calling us that were the ones repeating modules. Yet mm. we were striking and we were passing and with A's. Forward, okay. yeah. And that was the difference. Why I wrote on that. So when the protest started, I remember we had London Gate at the University of Pretoria. We entered and they just started singing songs. Now, I've never been in a protest before, but I was there because I resonated with what was being asked for, which is free decolonial education. And when they started singing these songs, like something in me moved, man. You know, mm. when you hear voices, multiple voices all singing the mm. song together. Um, mm. I didn't know the lyrics, but what I was grateful for is that I latched onto the melody. And so uh, even though I didn't know the lyrical the, content, the I was saying, singing, I was, yes. what was resonating with me was, was the, the melody. And um, I kept on with that. until mm. So we walked and then, then we reached um, the amphitheater of the University of Pretoria. And there were thousands. Of, like That entire thing was packed. Okay, hmm. the entire amphitheater was packed. We were all singing the same song. And the goosebumps that I felt yeah. in that yeah. moment, I was like, no yeah. way, this is just something special. Okay. Um, and the choice then to, so this was my experience of, of mm. experiencing it, protest music in action now. And these were obviously, after asking, these were songs our forefathers sang, mm. you know. Mm. Why are we still singing these songs? Mm. You know, in this day and age, mm. why am I still singing this song? Mm. And in 2018, then, when I had started music psychology, one of the topics was psychophysiological events in the body. And they then started talking about chills and thrills and shivers and frissons, which is the French term. Mm. So there are four distinctions of that event. And I was like, okay, I knew I had that experience in 2015. Why was I experiencing that? Um, and like, how do I answer this question? And I was initially going to talk about nature versus nature, as I mentioned before. I wanted to know what makes a prodigy child under early child development, looking at it from that. And then one day, Vivian, <laughs> I woke up from my bed and I went to the <laughs> wall because I had multiple pages, like mm. just for notes, you know, mm. like thoughts that came through me. And I wrote down this topic out of nowhere. Wow. And that's now when I think of it wow. again, again, I say it's not, I'm not alone in my work. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> um, are. not alone in my work. And I wrote that paper. Um, I interviewed Trevor Manuel, Vincent Smith, Naledi Chua, Michael Bonganirendas, who was also part of the um, Fismas for Protest manifestation at the University of Pretoria. So was Naledi. And I unpacked it under the guise of looking at it through emotions in social movements first. And then I took that understanding of emotions and I then put it 
next to the understanding of oh. emotions in music. In music, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And more than anything, I needed to understand what is happening in the human body for us to feel that way. Also, why did it feel joyous in the midst of something so painful? Because it's a painful reality not to be able to afford tertiary education. Why? What is going on? And that led me, that inquiry really led me into exploring music and the social functions of music. Mm. And so I, one of the, the profound findings was that because, entrain, we call it entrainment, but because of, you know, if you're doing choreography together, if you're all singing together, if there's all of that unified movement that leads to the, copathy is the social device of empathy. Yes. Uh, and social yes, device yes, of empathy. Yes. And so that was what was happening because of unified movements, because of, of everyone singing in one voice that sort of gave rise to aesthetic emotions such as spirituality or transcendence. Mm. And on top of that, it was because we were all doing that choreography gives rise to entrainment. And because of that, the emotional energy of the space mm. is then homogenized. And that was the, mo the most interesting finding I found was because of that homogenous emotional energy, the feelings of collective identity, group solidarity, all then give rise to each other because of that. And yeah, that was, that was um, why I wrote on that topic. Mm. And it is now going deeper. It is now going and deeper. And so again, back to preparation, <laughs> yeah. because as you're speaking, mm -hmm. right, I'm thinking about, you mentioned how, you know, our forefathers had this thing where they mm. would collectively sing mm. around the fire mm. because in Gessin, do they call them Izango? Right, the ones who come mm. with song because we are people of song, mm. and so that's why it was in so Africa, important for yeah. for for people to come together mm. in song. You know, mm. in celebration we mm. sing, in mm. mourning we mm. sing, and so it's very interesting that you wrote about that specific um, topic. Mm. Whereas, look at where you are now, because mm. you know that that again it has was preparation. It, it does, it is, and it played. But like a then. Job. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested to know why music. I would be lying if I gave an answer. Mm. I can't explain. <laughs> I gave you the the, the you don't record. Have the words. Of 2006 up until 20, 16 years later. This is where I am with no. There was literally 16 years of work of. This has always been me. Mm. It feels like I had no choice. <laughs> wow. Sometimes I it feels that. like I had no choice. Um, I love that. And also I. And the liberation of the soul, you know, when we talk about being possessed by, by spirits, and I mentioned the spirit of my grandfather, John Janssen. When I met with Banda to decide on a date of release, he was the one who gave the date. Mm. I arrived to Rosebank. He's like, this is the day. I was like, oh, wait. I was like, hold on. This sounds too familiar. <laughs> I phoned my mother immediately. I said, girl, when did your father die? <laughs> 25 June wow. 1995. When is the album released? On the 25th, 25th of anniversary oh. of his death. 25 June 2021. Damn. And so when I talk about that, I, I do say that the alchemy is a work of spirit mm. in every sense. I and that. I really it's am a, a conduit. I really am a conduit. I am a vessel 
And I will always hold on to that. Um, mm. This is not me. If I get any praise, let it go to God and the ancestors. Because mm. it's not me. It's not mm. me. I love that. Mm. And what are you most excited about on this journey? Um, that I've only just begun. Yes. <laughs> I think this. I've not even touched the depth of what I'm able to do creatively. creatively. Or even in a healing capacity, mm. I haven't even touched what I'm able to do. And that excites me the most because mm. there's still so much that can be done. Oh, amazing. Mm. And so if you were to work with musicians, mm. if you were to handpick, I'm giving mm. you five options. Five options. <laughs> so would those be? Number one, Tendis from Azor. Yes, there's a lot of, 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 even in the actual alchemy, I think there's one song specifically that I would love. For her to for be her to to redo, mm. you know, to rework with me. Number two, yo guys, they always ask me this question, and I can never recall you who really I would want to, to work with. I'm like, <laughs> um, who is there? There's too many. Yeah, I think is, I think we're so blessed way. in South Africa, and it's not even in SA only. I think Africa now, yeah, as Africa, a whole, Africa, yeah. Africa, Definitely, but perhaps to to not give, um, I would say, not specific people, but I would say a country, and that is Senegal and then Mali. Okay. So anyone who ha- is expressing themselves deep, deep, deep traditional um, expression. Of the almost Angares of yes, this world, yes, that yes, kind of, yes. okay. All of that, that's where I would like to be. I'm going forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what would you say sits at the core of your soul? Renewal. Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. What are you listening to right now? Um, Robbie Janssen, Khoisan Symphony, beautiful. Uh, Barbara Streisand. (laughs) You know, that guilty. I love Mm. that song. (laughs) obviously my queen Beyonce baby let's go with the renaissance (laughs) Um, and then Cesar Frank okay um, Okay. French composer and then Snarky Puppy amazing well thank you so much for uh, coming here and joining me for a coffee it's Mm. been a very long time coming Mm -hmm. The album is a year old now. Congratulations yes, once again. You and know, more music for, coming. <laughs> and more music coming. You have to keep the music yes, coming. Yes, and the live shows, yes, please. Yes, guys, yes, you yes. have to experience Keenan live. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, when I saw you live, much like when, when we listen to your music, and I say we because, you know, mm. there's a lot of us listening. Mm. You get lost in it. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's the feeling that one wants to get when they're listening and engaging with music. So thank you for that. And and I hope you continue to give us beautiful music thank and you. beautiful meditative, you know, sounds because, you know, sometimes we really just want to wake up and meditate. Yes. And that can be found in the alchemy of living. So I wish you all the best and I hope to see you, you know, at your shows, hopefully because life does get busy. Yes. But, you know, yeah. just to experience yeah. you more and more. I hope you are booked and busy. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for, for, for coming and, and having a coffee with me and sharing, you know, mm. this conversation because I think it's so important mm. 
to sit down and and have these kinds of conversations. Um, there's a um, a lady who actually DM'd me the other day. I I can't remember her name, uh, but I hope that she gets to listen to this um, episode as well. And she was just so grateful, you know, for the work that I do. And she said to me, you know, you've introduced me to so many musicians, but not only that, you've introduced me to their stories. And if I can do that, I'm very happy because that is all what Coffee Conversations is about. So thank you so much for, for listening, guys. I hope you continue to, you know, like, share the podcast. We're back now, you know. I hope that we can stay consistent because life does get busy, but do continue to listen, do continue to share, follow us, Coffee Conversations with Vivian underscore on Instagram, Coffee Conversations 4 on Twitter. We are also on YouTube, even though we don't have videos now. Oh, we do actually have a video (laughs) for this episode. But thank you so much for your consistent support and continuing to listen. This is me signing out. Um, Thank you so much, Keenan Mayer, um, for joining me on this conversation. Until next time. Yeah.